Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to answer some questions I get on YouTube. It's been a while since I've done something like this. I started doing these and they were pretty popular and I just got a little busy. So I went through the comments on YouTube and I picked out some good ones here that I think you're going to really benefit from. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open 7 days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. I'll start with the first one here and it got me excited but then I realized that it wasn't anything that's going to benefit us here in the U.S. market. But someone commented, hey, there's a new Zodiac G6 out. And this is something that you have to be aware of, that Zodiac Floridra makes cleaners for different markets and they're branded differently. So if you type in Zodiac Australia in Google, you're going to see the Australia site for Zodiac. I think the cleaners are cool on those sites. They do have a few models that we don't have here in the U.S. Unfortunately, they have the G2 model, which is kind of like the Zodiac Ranger in the U.S., and then the new G6 they came out with, and maybe they'll come out with it here in America, looks a lot like the old G2. Now, if you've been doing pool service as long as I have, and if you were doing service in the you know 2000s to 2010, you know that the G2 is really popular out there. And like every pool had a G2 cleaner in California. It was like crazy how many there were because it was really affordable. I think back then it was somewhere around $180 for the G2 version. It seemed to be a very long-lasting and durable bouncing-type cleaner. So Zodiac brought back what is considered the G6 in Australia. And if they bring it here, it'll be just as popular as the G2, I think. I really like the way the fin was designed, the disc on the bottom, the overall design of the cleaner, the durability, the cleaning pattern. All those were great, made the G2 a great cleaner. Not sure why they discontinued it. Maybe because it was outselling all their other cleaners and they had to get it off the market. Who knows? But they're bringing back what's called the G6 in Australia. And maybe it'll make its way over here. But just be aware that if you see a cleaner on Google, it may not be available in the U.S. market. It may just be Australia or South Africa or Europe. And it's not available here in the States. Here's another one for you. And this person wrote... Um, Thank you for the explanation. Someone was trying to sell sell us on getting a cartridge filter because they are better, quotes. But we live in a desert with high dirt load, and our defilter is just fine. And I would tend to agree with the statement that the cartridge filter is indeed better in most cases. Now, if you're in the high desert in California, or if you're in an area where you get a lot of dirt, the cartridge filter may not be better because you can't backwash it. And to be honest with you, DE filters tend to do better with dirt overall, mainly because you can backwash it, and mainly because a lot of the dirt sticks to the diatomaceous earth or DE on the grids, making these ideal filters for really dirt conditions. 
course, the sand filter would probably be superior to both the DE and cartridge filter in an area where you get a lot of dust because you won't need to clean it, take it apart. You can just backwash the sand filter. But for high dirt areas, I definitely would recommend a DE filter or a sand filter. And the cartridge filter definitely has more square footage and in my opinion is a superior filtration type. However, the Achilles heel is that if it's a dirt area and if you get a lot of windstorms and dirt in the pool, the cartridge filter is a bit of a handicap because then you're taking the filter apart and cleaning it much more often than you would clean a D filter and certainly much more often than you would have to replace the sand in the sand filter. So they are handicapped by heavy dirt loads. But in all other applications, I think the cartridge filter excels and I would recommend it for everyone else except for those that have live in an area where there's a lot of dirt that gets in the pool. I mean, when I say a lot of dirt, I'm talking, you know, when you take that cartridge filter out, you're just hosing it off and dirt's pouring off of there. You have, in it, you know, half an inch of dirt on the bottom of the pool sometimes after a windstorm. These are the pools I'm talking about that are not suitable for the cartridge type filter. Here's another one and it says, in my opinion, it works better when you add acid directly to the cell plates and then rinse with water and use a zip tie and hit the rest of the calcium buildup out. So this is, you know, an old school method of cleaning a salt cell. And I've done experiments doing this. And it is highly effective, of course, to put direct acid on the calcium buildup of the cell. However, the manufacturer highly does not recommend it. Probably didn't come out right. The manufacturer highly recommends you don't do this. That's probably a better way of saying it. But there is a coating on those cell plates. And so if you put direct acid on there, you have a chance of damaging the coating. Also, I've seen cell plates crack with a lot of muriatic acid on them. So typically the Pentair iChlor cells, I've seen some of these crack before when you're cleaning them with acid. So it's one of those things where you just have to be careful and dilute it. Now, as far as sticking a zip tie in there and getting the calcium off, sure, I've stuck you know a piece of wood in there. I've done other things like that. I've never really used a screwdriver because the metal on metal will damage the plates for sure. But if there's some calcium buildup in the middle, you can get a piece of wood, like a popsicle stick, and stick it in there and break that off. It's not going to damage the cell at all. They say not to do that, not to stick anything in the cell. But sometimes when you're cleaning a salt cell and there's like a huge amount of calcium buildup, you go ahead and give it the acid bath with a mixture of marinic acid and water. And then if there's still some left, you can hose it off with a high-powered nozzle, and sometimes sticking a popsicle stick in there will get the rest of it off and out of there. I don't think that really affects the salt cell if you have some calcium kind of floating in there. But if there's anything coating the plates itself, definitely you're going to have a drop in production. But I would would not recommend pouring muriatic acid directly on the calcium because it's, you know, it's super strong and it's going to damage the cell plates over time. So I recommend diluting it in whatever the manufacturer recommends. Like, for instance, a true clear cell, they want you to put 10 parts water, one part acid to prevent any kind of damage to the cell plates. And I think that makes a lot of sense to me. But, you know, you know, old school pool guys can, you know, we do a lot of different things. And I've done experiments with direct acid on the calcium, and it is really effective. But again, you're damaging the cell at the same time. So I don't recommend it. You know, the reason why I did that was an older cell and I was just experimenting on it. It was going to be replaced anyway. And yeah, the calcium came off like melt and butter, but of course, probably the metal coating came off the plates as well. Here's one that kind of made me chuckle. And actually, I've got two very similar to this at, within the same week. 
Okay, we just tightened our clamp with a regular wrench and it took us forever. What is that tool at the end to tighten the clamp? I'm going to search for a battery powered socket wrench, but if that's way off, please let me know. And I think, you know, the tool that they're referring to, of course, in most of my videos is the multi-torque socket set with a battery powered drill. Definitely you want to get that. And you can plug in a drill too, but I think the plug-in drills are a little bit too powerful in a lot of cases. I've experimented with plug-in drills, but the battery-operated drills probably are much safer to use anyway because you don't want to be using extension cords trying to plug in a drill. But the battery-operated drill with good torque is good. I like the, the Home Depot Rigid brand. I have a Rigid drill, and it's lasted me forever. I used to use the Stanley Fat Max drill. I believe they still make them, but I think the Rigid line from Home Depot is really good. They have a good warranty. It comes with two batteries. And it seems to be made really well. I've dropped it. I've gotten wet. I do, you know, this is regular stuff that you would, would happen to a drill being used for pool service. The multi-torque socket sets. Now let me give you the website so you can go there. Um, you can go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. And on the banner, you can click on the multi-torque small banner that's scrolling across the top there. That'll take you directly to their site. But I'll go ahead and give you the direct URL also so you can get the multi-torque socket sets. It's uh, multi-torque.com. Multi Again, just type multi-torque.com. That'll take you to their website, which they've updated, I think, last year, making it much easier to um, navigate. So what you want to do is go ahead and click on products, and you want to click on, click, click on clamp sockets. And you're going to see all the different sockets. The most popular one is the MT100. This is for the older Hayward filters, for the Jandy filters, and for the Pentair Clean and Clear Plus, FNS Plus. And these are really great to use on those filters. So this would be your most popular model. You have a Pentair 4000 series or 2000 series filter. Then the MT50 would be perfect to get those uh, black clamps off. Those things are a pain. They hurt your knuckles. They take forever to put on. And of course, they make other sockets for the system Three filters, you have the, um, what is it here, the MTJ770S, which is a stainless steel version of that. You also have the MTJ770, which is the plastic version. You get the System 3, those eight clamps off of there rapidly and put them back on. However, builders like to put like one or two of them right up against the wall or fence. And so you still, I've probably only had one or two filters where I can always do all the clamps on it without having to manually kind of get in there and get one or two off that's right against the wall. It's really frustrating. And then you have your the Hayward filter, the newer Hayward filters. They changed their, their socket a little bit. So you have the MT100H, which is for the newer Hayward filters. So all these would be great. If you do pool service, you can actually get a four-pack of the sockets. Uh, they have a new four-pack kit. It comes with all the ones I mentioned. So you can use that to um, get all the popular filter clamps off from the Pentair to the Hayward to the Jandy to the older Pentair 2000 series to the 4000 series. If you're a homeowner, you would just, of course, get the socket for your filter. And if you have any questions, you can, of course, um, send a message to Tal. He's the owner. And he'll direct you to the right multi-torque socket. If you're not using these, you definitely want to use them. The other question that came in very similar or comment 
was from a pool pro that was like, hey, I'm going to get these right away because this is a pain to not have these particular tools. And it does speed it up tremendously. And it makes taking the clamp off of the filter really easy. And they're highly effective. And so I recommend investing. They're not that, that expensive. And they pretty much last forever. I've yet to break one. I've lost some dropping them on accident. I, you know, that's how I have to replace them. But as far as breaking them, that hasn't happened to me. And these are something that you definitely need if you're going to be cleaning a lot of filters on your route or if you're a homeowner looking for a tool that's going to speed up your filter cleaning. Here's one that I get a lot. And this one is my Hayward flips over on the side on, on its top constantly. I have to float 10 inches from the cleaner, still does it. Any suggestions? Wheels move fine, new tires, can't figure it out what's wrong. This was for the Hayward Phoenix version. I get this a lot with the Hayward Aquanaut. I don't get this very often with the Hayward Pool Cleaner. Now these are all the same cleaner, except the shell is different, the color is different. Now I think the shell on the Aquanaut and the Phoenix is not as balanced as the old Pool Cleaner design. I think it was, you know, the handle on the back is probably the problem because the Aquanaut and Phoenix both have this handle, and it can make the cleaner unbalanced, I found, because I've never had a new Hayward pool cleaner version flip over and do kind of the acrobatics that I find with the Phoenix and Aquanaut. One solution is to add more hoses, because I think a lot of the problem is that once it reaches the end of the hose, it'll kind of turn over, and with that kind of body being different than the pool cleaner version, it may turn on its side and not right itself for a while, so the solution, I think, in a lot of cases is to add extra hose sections. So if you find that you might need to add one or two sections, if you don't, can't find them, you can, of course, buy the hoses online and add them, to the, add them to that cleaner. But as far as it turning over on a side and flipping, that seems to be the main problem. It needs just a few more hoses, one or two more hoses, I should say, so that I can get the full length of the pool without kind of turning on its side. Now, the float is important also. And positioning that can help. So you may want to try different positions of that of the float. You can lower it and you can put it higher. Now you need that float because I tried operating it without it. It doesn't work effectively. So in some cases you may want to lower that float closer to the cleaner head or raise it up further away from it. More than likely you have to bring it down a little bit lower to give it some more stability. But again I find it's just maybe the different design of the body and it happens when the cleaner runs out of hoses and it kind of turns in a corner or the deep end area, and then it kind of turns on the side. So try adding one or two hose sections, and that should solve the problem. I've been able to recover these cleaners from having this problem by adding one or two hose sections and by moving that fluid a little bit lower on the cleaner to give it a little bit more balance. Here's one on the Jandy Aqualink control panel that you would find in a lot of backyard pool settings. Someone asks, how do you program the schedule? And it's kind of weird because it's just this panel with gray buttons and little lights and you know lines that explain which item is which, heater, lights, pump. The problem is a lot of the homeowners have the panel in their living room. And this is the actual place you need to program it with. You can't program it from outside. Now, if you have a good Jandy rep, they'll give you a, a remote that will connect to it. But they're rather expensive and most pool professionals don't really invest in that. So you have to go inside and use the RS1 touch, which is usually mounted in the living room wall by the sliding glass door. That's where I find 90% of these mounted. Sometimes they're in the bedroom, which is kind of weird. And I've had to program those over there. But 
you know, sometimes they'll have a remote for you and they'll hand it or leave it out. I would suggest having them leave it out on the table for you so that with that remote, you can program it. Usually it's a handheld remote. I believe it's called the Aquapalm. And someone may even have an older one where it looks like almost like a tablet, a large fat tablet. Regardless, you have to get inside the house to program it or you have to have the remote. Now, sometimes someone will buy a house and they'll have an Aqualink panel outside but they don't have the controller because the homeowner never transferred it to them. Maybe it's packed away in all their stuff and they took it with them. But sometimes that happens. So they have to just buy a new remote if they don't have the panel on the wall. And that will connect it and you can program it from there. But you can't pro- you cannot program it from outside because all that's out there on the Aqualink are small little buttons. Now, one time they were making a new version. I saw it at the pool show. I have pictures of it. It had a screen on it like the Pentair Easy Touch. But for some reason, they couldn't get the software to sync, and Jandy just abandoned that new panel. And so we're kind of stuck with the blank panel still out there, which makes it kind of an ancient automated system, to be honest with you. You really need to have some way to program it from the outdoor panel. Now, of course, if it's a newer system and they have an app control module, they can give you, they can have you sign into their account and you can program it through your phone to the iAquaLink app. That's kind of the modern way of doing it. But a lot of people, I think, still use the handheld. They still use the panel on the wall. And if they do have the new Wi-Fi capacity or the adapter, they upgraded their their Aqualink. But there's so many old ones out there that aren't updated. So again, physically just hitting the buttons inside the house to program the schedule or using the handheld. But if you have a customer with a newer iAqualink panel, certainly you can use the iAqualink app to program it, they just have to sign you in and you can start using that to program the customer's pump. It is kind of a handicap not having a screen on there. So one of these days, Jandy will probably update that because even with app control with the handheld remotes, I just love having the controller or the ability to program something right there on the panel while you're standing there. It just makes life easier. And that's why I really like the older Pentair Easy Touch that are out there. Because they have the screen, you can program it and don't have to worry about getting into the customer's home using an app or using a remote. If you're looking for other podcasts I've recorded, you can find those on my website, swimmingprolearning.com. And on the banner, click on the podcast icon. And then a drop-down menu of close to 1,300 podcasts will appear. And if you're interested in the coaching program, you can learn more about my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a rest of your week. God bless. Real quick. If you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getSkimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getSkimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.